Hey, and welcome to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show, where, as always, guys, we are going to focus on bluegrass and American Roots musicians. Now, by the end of the show, I'm hoping that you guys will have as much passion for this type of music as I do. And I'm really excited about this episode, guys. You want to know why? Because I had a chance to sit down with Alex McLeod of the Rock Arts. An interview with him is going to be later in the show, but first I thought we would start off with a track from Billy Droz off of his album Waiting Out the Storm. Here's the title track, Waiting Out the Storm. I didn't leave that suitcase in the hallway I didn't take those clothes off of the line My heart can feel the cold rain falling Looks like she's got a leaving on her mind Sometimes you need some time to think it over I can't help always thinking it's the end years I know and I know she'll find her way back home again sometimes distance makes us closer when our love's a slamming door with her I've learned to fight the rain by waiting out the storm so I lay low because I know our love's forever I've figured out what's worth waiting for Always brings us back together And each time we find we're better than before With her I've learned to fight the rain By waiting out the storm Sunshine's always brighter after thunder After darkness comes the light of day Heart grow fonder. So I walk away and let her have her space. Sometimes distance makes us closer when our love's a slamming door. With her, I've learned to fight the rain by waiting out for the storm. So I'm alone because I know our love's forever. I've figured out what's worth waiting for. Every time we find we're better than before With her I've learned to fight the rain But waiting out the storm suitcase in the hallway I didn't take those clothes off Alright guys, I've got time for one more track for you before I take a quick break. This one comes from a band who I actually have hosted on here before and I can smell an album coming because this is their latest track out to Bluegrass Radio right now. Here's Sideline with Miss Charlotte's Game. 
I am totally psyched up for this interview right now because I am sitting here with the one, the only Alex McLeod of the Rock Hearts. This is Alex McLeod of Rock Hearts, and you're listening to Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show. All right, so Alex, when did the Rock Hearts form, and what are your earliest memories of performing as a band? So 
Rock Heart started in 2013. Um, it was a celebration for Joe Dietz's birthday, and so he just wanted a some close friends uh, to come over and just pick all day long. And his lovely wife, uh, Sandy, hosted us, and it was just the best seven or eight hours of picking I've ever had. And we decided at the end of that session that we should probably form a band. So we did, and we woodshedded for, man, close to about four years. And then um, just when the right personnel just sort of fell in, um, we just thought that it was time for the next move. So we reached out to our buddy Bob Dick, who lives nearby, and uh, we recorded uh, sort of a sampler, and that was it, man. Our, you know, one of the fondest recollections is our first practices were held in Joey's RV. Uh, he drove over to Wilmington, Connecticut, to the TA truck stop, which just was a convenient spot for all of us in the band to get to about hour and a half away. So that's what we did, man. We uh, we, we practiced in a truck stop parking lot for uh, the first couple times. And and that led to our first gig at the Pemi Valley Bluegrass Festival up in New Hampshire, um, hosted by uh, Craig Engel. Um, and we got to hang out with uh, Mike Cleveland uh, because our bass player back then, when we first started, Pete Kelly had played with Mike. So we got to all hang out together. So that was that was a lot of fun. So who are the band's musical influences? When it comes to musical influences for rock hearts, we're a tr pretty traditionally leaning group. And, and I know we all enjoy the drive of Bill Monroe's music of Flat Scruggs, Stanley Brothers, Jimmy Martin, um, for me as well, Jim and Jesse McReynolds, that kind of Virginia bluegrass sound. And then, of course, we all are huge, huge fans of J.D. Crow. I mean, who couldn't be? The, the guy is just the bomb diggity. Um, and every every group that he's ever been in has been just an amazing group. Uh, so those are the musical influences that would sort of inform both our songwriting flavor and taste as well as the material that we select. Um, occasionally, we'll jump off and do you know something more old country whether it's a frizzell tune or haggard or you know something like that the good old country stuff um but then we also have uh, influences that were that were from home uh you know so danny uh musher uh grew up in a in a musical family and his parents exposed him to a lot of the folk music of the 60s and 70s and and Danny was a you know classically trained violinist, but came to see the light, uh, influenced largely you know by Allison Krauss and uh, Bobby Hicks and Kenny Baker, and so uh, he's picking mandolin, guitar, fiddle, you name it. Uh, but that's I know a huge influence there. For Joe Dietz, our banjo player, his dad was an old-timey banjo player, so Joe was exposed to roots music, bluegrass. Um, you know, from the time he was little and picked up on banjo in his mid-teens. Um, Bill Thibodeau, his dad, Sam Tidwell, along with Sam's brother, Bob, Billy's uncle, they had a group up in Maine called the Kennyback Valley Boys, and they were absolutely considered some of the pioneers of New England bluegrass music, going on to play with Joe Val and, and, and other great groups. Um, and, and Billy... You know, he, he got started as a young kid playing mandolin in his dad's group. And, uh, you know, a lot like, you know, Ryan Paisley, watching him grow up playing, 
you know, with his dad on stage. Well, that was sort of Billy's life, too. And I know that that was a huge influence for Bill growing up in his music. Uh, my dad, Sandy, was a career military guy from the Northeast, but was a contemporary of, of Sam Tidwell's. In fact, they played together. And uh, uh, But my dad could never really latch on because he was always being transferred or deployed somewhere in the world. Um, but um, but he was a huge influence for me, for sure, uh, both in the music that I listen to as well as the music I perform now. And, uh, and then for Rick, he didn't really come from a musical family, but he actually credits his summer camp counselors with teaching him how to play guitar when he was 11. And, you know, Rick just fell in love with the music head over heels and pursued it and is now just a world-class bass player. He just crushes guitar and plays dobro. And uh, so those are really all of our influences. Um, and we have tried uh, to influence our next generation. So, you know, Joey's kids play music. My kids play music. Billy's kids play music. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, Rick's son, Corey, is just a, just a prodigy when it comes to uh, bluegrass guitar and mandolin, recent graduate of Berkeley College of Music. So, you know, that influence just keeps growing and moving on and, and transcending generations. But those are, that's the sort of influence of rock arts. So what recognition has your band received? Well, you know, when it comes to recognition for the band, um, I, I think a lot of what we uh, appreciate is just the feedback from different venues or promoters or um, folks like that, uh, as well as the fans, um, just saying that they like our sound, they like our music, they, they like working with us, and, uh, and that's pretty positive uh, recognition. Um, I would say, though, that the, that the Starry Southern Nights project has... Um, gain some recognition on the charts, which is uh, always encouraging and, and validating. So um, it's exciting, and it's it's exciting to think about what the future holds for us. So outside of your musical careers, what do you guys do for entertainment? You know, I know, uh, for example, Danny, our fiddle player, uh, he, I know, enjoys going on hikes with his fiance Meredith. They live out in Eugene, Oregon, so it's beautiful hiking area out there, and they go out there with their dog Pele, and have a great time. I, I know he enjoys gardening and um, and he also enjoys making his own homemade pasta. And so I know he takes, uh, gets a lot of uh, enjoyment from that. Uh, Billy, Billy hangs out with uh, his, the love of his life, Debbie, and um, they do a lot of home projects together. Bill also does a lot of teaching. He teaches uh, a lot of different instruments. Um, you know, both privately and professionally. And, um, and so he does that and, and then spends an awful lot of time with the grandkids when they visit. And I know he gets a lot of um, fulfillment from doing that. Joey, uh, the banjo player, I tell you, he, is, he never sits still, I don't think. Um, and his brain is always working and cranking. And so, you know, between um, rehabbing instruments, building instruments, building um, surfboards, going surfing, uh, running his own business with his wife and his family. Um, you know, I, I think takes up a lot of time for him, but I know that he, uh, he also finds a lot of enjoyment in doing that. Uh, probably one of the most creative guys I've ever met. And, uh, so that's what he does. I, I know Ricky, um, 
has a few kids at home, you know, so he uh, spends an awful lot of time, um, you know, with his kids. Uh, they're in college, but they come home and visit. And he he's sort of the fitness nut of the group. So he'll he'll be out there riding his bike or rollerblading and do whatever, he stay in shape. And uh, he and his wife, Sherry, I know, uh, do, you know, spend a lot of time with the kids. And he, he, he also likes to play music, you know, so he'll go out to local jams where he lives. And for me, yeah, I um, I find a lot of enjoyment, you know, with my girls here at home. Um, got four girls that uh, live nearby or live with us, and so I'm coaching different sports that they're in, and um, and uh, whether it's volleyball or softball, we're doing home projects all the time. I really enjoy photography, though, and and um, and we also are big time fishing. Whether it's saltwater or freshwater, we live near the ocean. Um, but we'll go out fishing quite a bit, me and the girls, and we have a find a lot of. Uh, it's 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 so great uh, up here. We're about you know six miles from the ocean, and we got beautiful freshwater fishing all around us. So we're pretty blessed. But uh, yeah, that's what we like to do outside of uh, playing music, and also playing softball. I play uh, in a pretty competitive um, uh, church league, and. Um, but it's 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 a bruising league. I've busted a couple fingers just to prove it. But but that's another <laughs> outlet for me. So what are some personal goals you wish to achieve through your music? You know, when we got together, we all sat down and, and it was evident, you know, pretty much from the first moment that we all spoke what we call we speak the same musical language. And and I really think that there's a there's a just a real authentic synergy amongst all the members of the group. And, um, we are all, we're all family guys and we're all devoted to our families. And, and so, you know, we want, uh, to, to have people appreciate our music, our, our, our brand of music and the sound that we're producing. And, and that really is, is, um, a huge achievement for us, you know, for the promoters and the festival folks to, to say, and the fans to say, you know, we really like rock hearts and we like their music and, that really is, you know, why else do you play music, right? Um, but, uh, you know, we would like to play more festivals. Uh, we would like to maybe play a couple venues that, you know, are just held in such high regard in the bluegrass world, like like the Station Inn. I think that would just be uh, an incredible honor and, and achievement. Um, and certainly to record more music uh, that we could share with our fans. So, you know, I, I think that those would be um, our our, what we would strive for. So in this COVID-19 pandemic, how have you kept your music alive? Well, I tell you, COVID-19 has been just a major downer for a lot of folks, uh, you know, and uh, musicians and venues and, and, you know, folks that have just been impacted by it. And uh, yeah, so it's been a challenge for a lot of us. Uh, what Rock Hearts did, you know, we, um, we did have a few practices, you know, outside, masked up, and, um, you know, just because we really enjoy hanging out together. But everything was very, um, you know, uh, it, it all adhered to whatever guidelines, uh, you know, the powers that be kind of put out there. So masks and, you know, hand sanitizers and everything. But we got together for a couple of practices. But in addition to that, we actually uh, filmed two of our videos. Uh, so um, the first one... Uh, was um, Don't Let Smoky Mountain Smoke Get In Your Eyes. And that was the uh, first attempt 
um, of, a, of a video by Joe Dietz's daughter, Tori Dietz. And, you know, during COVID, she had taught herself video production and uh, she wanted to do that for her dad uh, for either his birthday or Father's Day or something. But um, so we got together all masked and all, you know, whatever. And we uh, we filmed uh, that video. Um, Don't let Smoky Mountain Smoke get in your eyes. And man, it was uh, had one hundred eighty thousand views. So. Um, you know, that certainly kept music alive for us for a while. And then a uh, short time later, we um, we got together and filmed the video for uh, the title track of the project, uh, Starry Southern Nights. And we all met in Rhode Island once uh, state restrictions uh, eased up a little bit where folks could travel uh, between states. And we had uh, some folks come in from New York, folks come down from Massachusetts. And we filmed it here actually in Rhode Island uh, in the very same place where I wrote the song years ago. So, um, they, you know, those are two examples of how we kept music alive. We, uh, we also love to get together, you know, in a Zoom meeting and sit back and enjoy a glass of our favorite rye whiskey, uh, Angel's Envy, and, and talk about material, talk about plans, talk about schedules, talk about gigs, uh, just, just a way to um, continue to generate ideas for, for keeping the music alive and just keeping the band out front of, of what was going on. So that's how we kept music alive during the pandemic. So do you guys have a website on which fans can find out more about your band? Yeah, we certainly have a website uh, that you know folks could uh, learn everything about us that you'd want to know. Uh, that's rockheartsbluegrass.com. It has uh, all of our bios and pictures and endorsements it has a, a electronic press kit um so you name it reviews if you want to know about us you can certainly go over to rockheartsbluegrass.com you could check us out on facebook facebook forward slash rockheartsbluegrass now uh, we also have an instagram so um yeah there's enough social media out there to to get to know us and and we would invite everyone out there to come check us out and follow us on facebook and and become uh become friends of ours with uh, on the mailing list as well on our website. Where did the inspiration for your current record come from? Well, you know, the current album, the inspiration for the current album was really a song that I wrote years ago, uh, having moved back from Nashville. And um, it, it's a scene that I saw unfold in a, in a local um, bar where a bluegrass band was playing and this older gentleman got up and uh, walked down on the dance floor and started dancing by himself, you know, while the band was playing a waltz. And, you know, I, I looked around the room, as songwriters do, and just kind of soak in everything you're seeing and hearing and tapping into all those senses. And, you know, I, I saw folks sort of, you know, be critical of the guy, pointing fingers or snickering or thinking maybe he had one too many drinks and it was time to go home. And, you know, God just put it, just softened my heart at that moment and, and just really allowed me to see maybe a different story. And and for me, it was just thinking that maybe him dancing out on the dance floor alone was his way of staying connected to um, the love of his life that might have might no longer be with us. And um, and so, you know, I, I just saw that little movie play out in my mind. And that night I went home and wrote the song and uh, came up with a melody and it just was blessed to have seen it and, and blessed to have been given the words and the, um, and the melody. And it's a song that does resonate with a lot of our fans. 
and so the band felt that it would be a, a really great um, cover song for the album. And interestingly, our goal uh, was to go to Nashville and record four songs. And so we arranged to go down and work with Steve Mojan at Dark Shadow Studios, uh, along with Ned Lubarecki, who agreed to produce us. And, and, um, and, and Claire Ratliff was super helpful as far as, uh, you know, being a publicist for us. And, and, and so we went down thinking we were going to record four songs. And on the way down, we did a show in, um, in Delaware for the Brandywine Friends of Old Time Music. And, and our mandolin player lost his voice. And he is the high tenor singer in the band. So we had to sort of readjust and reassess and improvise and adapt and overcome. So we decided instead of doing the four songs we were going to do, we would take that extra time and record eight songs. And so that's what we did. We ended up being able to record eight songs with, uh, with Steve Mojan and, and Ned. Um, and it turned out to be a really good move. We were able to wrap it up in, in about four days. And, and then Joey uh, Dietz, the banjo player, and Billy Thibodeau, the mandolin player, went back down a couple months later uh, to attend Banjo-thon in Knoxville and jumped over to uh, N Nashville to lay down the harmonies and lay down a couple more instrumental leads. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's um, sort of the inspiration to, to getting that project done. And it was just a really, uh, truly incredible experience. Um, can't say enough about Mojin and Lubarecki as far as their creative insight and, and professionalism. And the band did go down and we were prepared and, and that all, you know, that's something that you have to do when you're going to go into the studio is, is be ready. Um, and so uh, that's, that was, um, that's sort of the inspiration for it. And finally, Alex, how would you introduce one of your favorite tunes off the record? So how would I introduce uh, one of the favorite tunes on the album? Well, you know, the, the cover song is called Starry Southern Nights. And, um, and again, that was inspired by that, that story that I, s I saw sort of unfold in, in that bar up here uh, called the Wood River Inn. Um, you know, and there are some really just, I really enjoy all of the tracks on the, on the project, uh, juxtapose the, the banjo instrumental that, that Joey wrote. Um, there's a whispering waters, uh, a tune that's been covered by some greats like Audie Blaylock that Billy Thibodeau or mandolin player wrote with, um, a guy by the name of Stan Keach, who's just a tremendous songwriter, uh, up in Maine. And then you know, the tune that we have um, released uh, most recently is one called Wake Up and Smell the Coffee. And that's a tune that was written by a gentleman by the name of Bill Smith. And Bill Smith and Billy Thibodeau had been lifelong friends, I think, since high school. And then in the early 80s, Bill got out of the Air Force and joined Bill Smith in, in a group called the Bluegrass Supply Company. And uh, the Bluegrass Supply Company had recorded Wake Up and Smell the Coffee. And interestingly enough, a young 10-year-old by the name of Steve Mojan saw the Bluegrass Supply Company perform that song. And, and young Stephen met Bill Thibodeau fresh off the stage performing that song. And wouldn't you know the first day that Rock Hearts was in the studio, Dark Shadow Studio with Steve Mojan, he took out that old LP and was playing that song um, when we walked into his house. And, and that was such a sentimental um, 
you know, just, it was so sentimental for, for Billy Thibodeau, um, you know, because sadly, uh, Bill Smith, uh, the guy that wrote the song had, had passed years ago. Uh, and, um, so, you know, to re- pay respect to Bill Smith's memory, to his songwriting, um, we decided that we were going to record that song. And it is a great um, sort of uh, traditional bluegrass-leaning tune and uh, and I think is representative of, of the sound that, that we want folks to, um, you know, sort of connect with rock hearts. So that's the story behind Wake Up and Smell the Coffee.
Alright guys, I've got time for one more track for you before I reveal who I'm showcasing on the next episode of the podcast. This one comes from the Graskills and is their current single out to Bluegrass Radio right now. This one's called Thankful. This old pickup truck sure ain't much to look at. The rust and the miles we're showing through. But every day it gets me where I'm going. And it runs just like it were brand new. This house of mine ain't much more than a cottage. Always things in need of repair. Inside are the ones I love so dearly. Make me feel like I'm a millionaire And I'm thankful I've been so richly blessed With more than I deserve When so many have much less I'm thankful For the things we sometimes miss For health and time and friendship Love and happiness And when I count my blessings I lose track There's no way I could ever pay it back And I'm thankful Now I tried so hard not to take for granted The very things that I cherish most And lose sight of all the blessings I've been given Overlook the gifts I've been bestowed Because there are so many with so little They look at me and think I've got it made I'm covered up with all that really matters I bow my head and quietly I pray And I'm thankful I've been so richly blessed more than I deserve when so many have much less I'm thankful for the things we sometimes miss for health and time and friendship love and happiness when I count my blessings I lose track there's no way I could ever pay it back I'm thankful so Yes, I'm thankful. All right, guys, it's time for me to reveal who I'm showcasing on the next episode of the podcast. This next act contacted me on Twitter asking if I would promote their most recent album, Hindsight. And if you guys have never heard of Full Chord Bluegrass before, you guys are in for a treat. Let's listen to one of the tracks off the album right now. Here's Right and Step.
might not forfeit treasures and their thrill and rejoice in song may they come along and join us in our hearts goodwill we can sing this song with our heads on high after all we'll take to wing before we fly Show coming out next week featuring full chord bluegrass.